Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live.
and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Once again, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you, saith the Lord, will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Capital B, the kingdom cannot be shaken. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify and we exalt you. We appreciate you, Father, for another wonderful and beautiful day that you have so graciously allowed us to experience. Father, forgive us of our sins and thought, word, and deed. Forgive us of our sins of commission, sins of omission. We thank you, Father, for your patience with us as we have not yet obtained it all yet, as we are still working toward and aiming toward perfection. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We ask, Father, that you'll speak in our hearts and minds this evening as we study your ancient scriptures. May they bring light to our pathway and be a lamp to our feet, that we may better understand how high and how wide and how deep your love is for us, your little children. We thank you, Father. We appreciate you. Speak, Father, for your children are listening. Uh, these and all other blessings we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. As you look at Isaiah chapter 54, deals with the future glory of Zion, the future glory of Zion, the future glory of God's uh, his people, his his heavenly city, his holy city. You want to understand, child of God, that God has a future glory for you and I. Keep that in mind. You know, we may be going through trials and we may be going through hardships and difficulties and all kinds of things now, but there's a future glory. In other words, a future place of praise, a future place of exaltation a future glory that God has for you and I. Now, we must be faithful unto death. We cannot get weak and weary in well-doing. Now, Isaiah 54 comes right on the tail end of Isaiah 53. In Isaiah 53, the prophet Isaiah prophesied about Jesus Christ about 700 years before Christ even came on the scene. The prophet, under the unction of the Spirit of God, described Jesus to the T about 700 years before Jesus even came on the scene. And Isaiah goes even further than that in Isaiah chapter 54 when he begins to talk about the future glory of Zion or the future glory of God's people. Now, the people... We're going to have to go through some things. They were going to have to, to experience some chastisement, some blows, and some wounds. But God wanted to assure his people, just like he wants to assure you and I, that he's got some better days ahead of us. See, that, that right in and of itself can help It can help, help, help get you up out of the bed in the morning, can help you through your trial, can help you through your difficulties in your marriage or in your finances, your, your difficulties your sicknesses in your body, knowing that God has got some better times ahead of us. Well, since God says, I've got some better times ahead of you, that means that you've got to keep moving. That means you can't give up, you can't throw in a towel, you can't quit where you are. You've got to make it through 
whatever valley of the shadow of death you find yourself faced with. God speaks about the future glory of Zion. And he says in verse 10, he says, though the mountains be shaken. Now, this is interesting because most times when we think of mountains, we think of something that is pretty secure. We think of something that is pretty stable, something that is that is relatively unmovable. God says mountains can move. You know, God said, I'm the one that put mountains in place and mountains can move. So though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. Part of the reason, and God is placing this in my spirit right now, and I'm, I'm just kind of communing with God as I'm, as I'm sharing this with you all. And God is saying, Robert, part of the reason why my kingdom cannot be shaken is because my kingdom is founded on my love. Mm-hmm. And God says that since my love for you cannot be shaken, the kingdom which is built upon my love for you, the kingdom cannot be shaken. Oh, we're about done tonight, children of God. This is why God wants you and I to do everything from a motivation of love. Because whatever you and I are doing, if it is not from a motivation of love, then then we're not going to receive an eternal reward for that. Let your giving be done in love. This is why God tells you, look, God said, look, I love a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. Why? Because a cheerful giver is motivated by love. God said, I don't want you giving grudgingly. I don't want you giving under compulsion. I don't want God said, look, I God said, I love a cheerful giver. Because a cheerful giver is giving is based on love. If you're giving and it's not based on love, you're giving because you're scared that if you don't give, you're going to be cursed with a curse. On God. You, listen, listen, you're doing this thing from the wrong motivation. Most human behavior, and I've shared this with you all a number of times over the years, is based on one of two things. It's either based on the, the fear that if we don't do something, something bad is going to happen to us, or, or the belief that if we do something, something good is going to happen to us. Most human behavior is, is based on that. Why do we pull over when the police pull us over? Because there's a fear that if we try to take our run and they might shoot us. Or they might throw us in jail, or we might be pr- prison. Say, you know, some people are saved because they don't want to go to hell. Well, I'm that too. Some people are saved because they want to go to heaven and spend eternity with the Lord. I'm that too. But I'm also want to be saved because I don't want to be hell. Go to hell. Most human behavior is based on one of those two things. You, in other words, you doing what you doing. Either because you're afraid that if you don't do that, something bad is going to happen to you, or you're thinking that if you do do that, whatever it is, something very good is going to happen. Why you get up and go to work in the morning? Well, some people get up and go to work in the morning because they love their job, because they love the people they work with, because they really enjoy what they're doing. Some people get up and go to work in the morning because they feel like if they don't go to work, then they're going to lose their house, they're going to lose their car, they're going to end up out in the street, they're not going to have no food to eat, children are not going to have that. Human behavior. Now, in the Old Testament, a lot of things that people did were based on the reality that if you, you, you did certain things, the wrong thing, you would die, and God would get you. They'd take you out and stone you to death. Why folk won't just have an adultery any kind of way in the Old Testament? Because people knew that the adulterer and the adulteress were to be put to death. A whole lot of stuff in the Old Testament, the answer to it for that was death. 
So a whole lot of things people didn't do, not that folk didn't want to do, because remember, at that time, Jesus Christ had not come and give the Holy Spirit to deal with the sinful nature. God has now given us the Holy Spirit to overcome the sinful nature. A whole lot of people doing a lot of right stuff in the Old Testament simply because they knew that if they didn't do it, they would die. Let somebody come in and say, all right, uh, as much as you may love chocolate cake, somebody come in and strap a, 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 a bracelet on your arm that detects chocolate cake. And they tell you that <laughs> that the next time you eat some chocolate cake, this bracelet is going to inject you with poison and you're going to die in about two minutes. As much as you love chocolate cake, you're going to stop yourself. You ain't even going to want to be around too much chocolate cake. Why? You're one of the saints that don't even rub the icing on me. Why? Because you, you know what eating chocolate cake will cost you. Well, that's basically how a lot of folk dealt in the Old Testament. A lot of stuff they liked. A lot of stuff they wouldn't mind doing, but because the penalty was death. There's a passage in Ecclesiastes that says when the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, the hearts of the people are filled with schemes to do wrong. It's in the Old, Old Testament. A whole lot of stuff got dealt with quick, fast, and in a hurry. You have been messing around being a stubborn and rebellious son. We live in a generation today people think stubborn and rebellious children, that's cute, that's cool, that's hip. In the Old Testament, stubborn and rebellious son, father try to discipline him, get him right, he just won't get right. He go tell it to the elders and tell the elders, you know, I tried to discipline him, I tried to get him right, he just wouldn't get right. Elders will grab hold of him, take him out to the edge of the city and stone him to death. Ain't no James Dean, rebel without a cause, you being cool, Fonzie, hey, you being hip, uh-uh, you stoned to death. So, so there were a lot of things that people may have wanted to do. But because the penalty was so uh, 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 severe, individuals didn't want to do it. Well, see, now we're, we're, on a different, we're on a different level of the spectrum. God now wants to, not that God has, is any less a consuming fire than he ever was, but the difference is now God wants to, God said, Robert, I want you to be motivated to do what you do for me because you love me. God says, I, I, Robert, I don't, even though I'll get you if you don't preach my word, Robert, I'm telling you, I know that. But God said, look, I want you to preach my word because you love me. Not because I'm get you. Even though I know if I don't, he'll get me. But my motivation is because I love him. Let us be giving. Even though God will get us if we don't give, let our motivation be. <laughs> well, there are still consequences and repercussions. But let our motivation be, Lord, I'm doing this because I love you. Because God says, Robert, I do what I do for you because I love you. Oh, my, we're about to close this message in here tonight. God says, because of my unfailing love for you. Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. God would much rather uh, exercise compassion on us than wrath on us. You need to understand that the nature and the character of God. Even though God can be terrible, in my spirit, I'm like, Lord, did I call you right? God said, you said it just right, Robert. I can be what you all call off the hook. God says it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. God said, God said, Robert, I can be worse than your worst nightmare. God said, I can be worse. 
But even as terrible as God can be, he can be just that loving. He can be just that gracious. He can be just that compassionate. And that's the side we want to find ourselves on. This thing called life, this thing called life can be just as sweet as sweet can be. And this thing called life can be like a living hell. Which choice do you make? Which side of God do you want to be on? Which side of God do you want to experience? Do you want to experience the the, the terror of God? Or do you want to express, or you want to experience the compassion of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God? See, it's what you do. That's what you do is going to make, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to cause God to respond in a certain way. If God is constantly going off on you, that's because you have chosen that. Not like a student that's constantly getting in trouble at, at the school. And now the principal is all involved. And now he can't play on the football team. And now he can't go to lunch because he got to serve in school suspension. You chose all that, son, by, by what you have done. Everybody in the school is, 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 is not having to be kept off the football team. Everybody in school is not having to be kept from, from lunchtime. Everybody in school is not. It's what you have chosen. So let us choose because God said, look, whatever I do is based on my unfailing love for you. God said, if I throw you into hell, I'm throwing you to hell based on my unfailing love for you. But you see, see everything because God is love. Everything He does is a manifestation of His love. But God says, everything I do, you're not gonna like what I do. Even though, even though it's a manifestation, a parent beating his son for acting like a fool, that's love. You don't like it as the son, but that's love. Parent buying his, his son a, a new car for for making good grades in school, that's love too. They both love. One you like, one you don't like. God taking you to heaven to spend eternity with him and, and a place where the, the, the wicked will not cease from troubling us and a place where there's no more crying about That's God said, that's my love. That's my love. Yes, it is. And God said, me throwing you in hell and putting you down there for all eternity. As a, as a, that's my love, too. You just don't like that. So it's not God, just God's love that we are after, because you got that regardless of what you do. It's God's blessings that we are after. Them things that we like. Them things that we like. All of it's a manifestation of his unfailing love. But we don't like all of it. No, we don't like everything God do. Just like as a child, you didn't like everything your parents did. Mm-mm, I know I didn't. You know? So with God, everything is a manifest. Everything he do to us is a manifestation of his love. But you and I are not going to like everything that he does. His love for you and I cannot be shaken any more than his kingdom can be shaken. But even at that, there, there there's some things in that unshakable love of God that you're not going to like. Go and read Deuteronomy chapter 28. Curses for disobedience. All, all that's love, too. All that's love, too. Just don't like it, do you? So let us, let us try to stay on the like side. 
the things that the, 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 the things that love do that we like. God bless you, saints, and heaven smile on each of you. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.rchurch.com. Backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen.